This is Single AF 101, a dating podcast for everyone. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Single AF 101. Today, I have some exciting conversations that I'm going to be having with Dr. Hansen. Yes, I have a doctor on my episode, okay? (laughs) Uh, Things are getting juicy over here. So just a little brief overview of what we're going to be discussing today. We're going to talk about the development of dating over time and what that looks like in the 21st century. We're going to also talk about the mental psychology of dating. And in addition to that, we'll talk about how social media plays a role um, with like movies, biological clocks, you know, da 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 da. So I'm going to go ahead and let Dr. Hansen introduce herself and then we are going to get right into it. Hello. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Chiaku Hansen, and I am a doctor of clinical psychology, and I'm also certified in psychoanalysis. And if you want to reach me, you can call me at 626-789-5441, 626-789-5441, or you can go to my website at www.drpsychologypsychologyhealing.com. So Dr. Psychology Healing. And I specialize in spirituality um, as transpersonal and psychoanalysis which deals with like the unconscious mind so my whole thing my whole concentration as a psychologist is to remove all the psychological wounds get your psychology out of the way so that you can transcend to higher self that's what my dissertation focused on and so I I kind of take that perspective with every topic right no I absolutely (laughs) love that because I mean it's hard because when my problem that the biggest problem I have when dating is the psychological aspect behind it. And I'm always continuously getting in my own way. And it's, it's, it's really difficult. Um, <laughs> but let's first start talking about the development of dating over time, yeah. because the biggest issue that I have in this century, especially with like dating apps and everything is that people just don't date the same way that they used to. There's not so much like mm-hmm. courting going on. Yeah. Um, I was just having a conversation with a few people yesterday and one of the guys was saying like he would never like we went back and forth for a while. He would never go up to a female oh. and approach her if he was interested he said that's not something that he would ever do but i feel like right i feel like that's like my problem i mean at this point i feel like i would be okay with like an arranged marriage i mean at least there's like some hope there i agree you know um so if you can tell us a little bit about um what that looks like over time and how we've gotten to where we are today well at one time i think dating and not even dating the word dating didn't even exist right so i think marriage And all of that was considered divine, like the woman's presence was considered to be a divine thing. Femininity was 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 precious. And so it was like traditionally men provided and women were the caretakers and the home providers. And so at one time you couldn't even touch a woman until you married her. And I'm going to give you some some personal information. My my parents have been married since they were 18. And let me tell you this. You're going to love this. (laughs) My my mom was three weeks shy of turning 18 when she married my father. Yeah. So she was 17. Right. And wow. my dad, and I remember him saying this, that he could not touch my mother until mm. he married her. Yeah. Could not touch her. Right. So 
back in the day, things were just more pure. Um, it was uh, it, in order to have sex, you had to get married. In order right. to have someone yeah. be your homemaker, your caretaker, raise your children, you just had to get married. There was mm-hmm. no baby mamas. There was no right. baby daddy. That was unheard. That would be like oh, gosh. going traveling to the moon back then. Right. And so I think um, courtship was more prevalent back in the day. Do you mind me asking where uh you're where they met? Or were they in the south by chance? Or where, no, where are you? No, my parents are from the Midwest. Okay. And you're so you I'm from here. Oh you're from, I'm LA. from LA. Okay, cool. I know. But I, I went to all my college years are from the East Coast. Okay. So I, I, I have like a little bit of both. Right. But my parents are from the Midwest and but they they're older too. They were born in the forties. Yeah. So they've been married like um, maybe close to sixty years or something right. like that. But that's wow. That was that was normal. Yeah, you know, yeah. my 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 mom's sister was married at fifteen. Wow. So it was more normal to be, you know, married at a young age because you just couldn't get the things that you can get now without it. So right. courtship was a thing. Like, yeah. oh, I have a suitor or oh, terms like oh, may. That was like yeah. more popular Man, back see, in that's then. I want that. I need a suitor in my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or a court. Uh, I realized that like even by studying like material to prepare for today, I was like, wow, I think what's better for me is courtship mm-hmm. because dating is just all about like wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Right. It goes nowhere. Yeah. But courtship, so the word the, of that even. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge difference that's true yeah because when when you think dating you sometimes that means dating multiple people at one time it doesn't mean you're just seeing only one individual but courtship obviously does imply that yeah so i'm gonna start t- see that's such an intimidating word though it's like you a have lot to of, court me oh yeah a lot of people don't luck. Even, right <laughs> you know? a lot of people don't even know what courtship means right and not only that but i worked with a woman who told me that she met her husband at work and he asked her out to lunch. And then after that, he said, I would like to court you for marriage. Yeah. Because he was a pastor. Mm. So he did things the right way. And she said they literally courted for marriage and got married. I love it. Right. <laughs> and so some people, I, I probably have that more traditional kind of niche because yeah. of my parents and my background. Right. My grandparents were married 60 something years. So mm-hmm. like, I think it's more in me to be like <laughs> more traditional. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, I wish that I had that example because I don't, but I know that that. I mean, since we're talking about the word courtship, I guess it wasn't something that I really thought about because yeah. I just use the word dating because that's just generally like mm-hmm. what we talk about nowadays. Uh, I don't have an example of what that looks like, yeah. but I know that when I am dating, that's what I my expectations are. But my expectations can't really be that if my brain isn't aligning what dating and suiting looks like put together because it's not the same thing it's different so my expectations are different so things aren't working out and it's because i'm allowing somebody to date me and not to court me so that would be called an incongruence it's like your heart i'm gonna say your spirit and your and your mind are not right they're they're not it's not cohesive it's not in harmony you have to bring it all the spirit the mind and the body has to all be in harmony yeah and so when it's not in harmony it causes destruction confusion frustration and so it took me a long time to figure that out yeah you know and i had to sacrifice but i'm like that's okay i'm happy i'm at peace when i when my mind my spirit when my spirit my mind and my body are in harmony yeah so that's that's really see. What's look, going on. if it wasn't for this conversation now, this is why I love doing this because yeah. you have different conversations with different people who know different things than you know, but mm-hmm. also have different experiences. You know, mm-hmm. everybody's raised by different people, mm-hmm. whatever that may look like, and um, having the conversation with you enlightened me because mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that till now. I'm 26. <laughs> like, hello, I should oh, be courted, baby. and maybe I thought about it, but I, <laughs> to me, it didn't seem like a realistic thing to happen in this day and age. But that's not true because a lot of the conversations that I've had with people on my podcast who are in relationships. Um, I would say it was less of dating and more so of courting. 
Oh, there you have you it. Know. There you have but it. But we call it dating, so I didn't put two and two together. I'm yeah. like, cool, yeah, date, and it'll work out like this. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, har- uh, courtship has more of a spiritual, godly feel to it. It's like you're you're courting for marriage, so it, it's God. God is the intent, like, to put that first. Right. It's more like a divine kind of thing. It's yeah. like divinity, a, div- a divine relationship. And yeah. then dating is just more worldly. Yeah, Because so. you can go on a speed, you can go to a speed dating event, but there's no courtship dating events. Right. Or, you know I know, I mean? right? Oh, what that look like? Look, we're gonna set that up. Okay. <laughs> no, seriously, arranged marriage uh, events. <laughs> yeah. No, but People will show up, I'll tell you that. And also, too, you're I'm 10 years older than you. So, like, you're 26 and, like, you have a lot of time. Yeah. So but you, people keep saying that and uh, I, it's hard to believe that. But I actually have – I do know a lot of people. So I talk about dating all the time, which is one of the reasons mm-hmm. why I started the podcast. Um, a lot of the people that I'm around are older and are married. And a lot of them didn't get married till they're, like, in their mid-30s, let's mm-hmm. say. So, yeah, I mean, when I think about it like that, I do have a lot of time. But then I'm like, dang, I'm going to be single for how long? <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's hard to wrap my mind around that. But it allows me to be able to work on my the mental aspect of the things that um, I want to – I want for myself and in regards to, like, somebody else. Because, like, obviously I don't fully understand what that looks like. Yeah. So it gives me the time to, like, get that so I don't have to settle for less. I'll know before and not get into something unknowingly and then figure it out later and then, there you, you know, it. be 34 and still, like, oh, yeah. sorry, this relationship's not going to work out. i got to start yeah. over. And not only that, but the brain is still developing up until, like, 25. And now newer research is saying it's still developing up until 40. I'm oh, like, wow. stop it. <laughs> you guys keep moving the finish line. Right. It's 25 <laughs> and that's it. And that's the reason why you really can't rent a car until 25. Right. Okay. So if you think of it. You're you're just now hitting beyond that threshold of like brain being fully developed. Right. So imagine being married before that. Yeah. Like my 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 mom was a a girl when she got married. Seventeen, you know. Yeah. So. I can't even imagine that. <laughs> I know. I mean, the thing <laughs> is though, that sounds nice. I mean, they've been married. I mean, the thing is, they're still together. So you can't say that because they got married young that it wasn't going to work out That's true. because um like you were saying in regards to like the development um mentally it just if you are if you go about it the right way um even if you're at that age obviously she probably had the guidance of her parents mm-hmm. your grandparents mm-hmm. um then that means that it probably can work out but like d- today's day and age the idea of marriage first of all the idea of marriage is like one thing for people it's extreme right the idea of dating even is something that people like run from yeah I think that we just don't live in a time where romance is is nourished. It's I grew up in like the 90s, 2000s, right? And I grew up in the day where we had to talk on the phone. Mm-hmm. We we had yeah. three-way. We had a caller uh what is this? We called it Star 60. Star 69 was blocked. But like we had an, well we had, I had a pager too. Yeah. Well, uh, so I was so, I thought it was the thing with right. my pager too. But we grew up in that time. Yeah. You know, where you right. had to like nourish relationships. You have to, you had to nurture it and you couldn't just, just say, hey, I like this person. I'm attracted to this person. And that's it. Like, no, yeah. you spent time getting to know yeah. the person. Now we're like, we are in this text message, DM, you know, Twitter, social media mm-hmm. world where it's like no one's really valuing relationships and romance. No, no not one at is all. really. Yeah. So I think the best way, this is, this is my perspective, is through God. Yeah. Especially today. Right. Honestly. Especially today. Yeah. I completely <laughs> agree with that. Without 
that, there's nothing, there's no solid foundation, in my opinion, because I also believe that. So when I am dating somebody with the same beliefs versus some, trying to do something with somebody who doesn't have the same beliefs, yeah. even if it doesn't necessarily work out, it's still just such a huge difference, even in the compatibility of it. You know what I mean? Because um, obviously there has to be similar interests. Yeah. So I agree, though, that the problem is the access to things that there didn't used to be the access of. I mean, that was not even that long ago. I remember having, like, you know, the small, like, blueberry or blackberry phones. Yeah. And, like, there's no social media on that. That was not that long ago. I like, I was that. old enough to have a phone, you know, <laughs> like 10 years ago, maybe, right? Um, 10, uh-huh. 15, I don't know what, uh-huh. I don't know specifically. But now, since there's so many, like, the access to, like, you know, half naked women online or fully naked, I don't know, yeah. whatever is being allowed nowadays, um, online and then just the access to like the dating apps and being able to, you know, talk to multiple people at the same time so quickly, like at the snap of a finger. It's crazy. I feel like it makes like what advice do you give? So you say, um, obviously, the foundation for God. Right. So I'm not a man. <laughs> so yeah. and I also Me <laughs> could say that I've been I've dated like multiple people at one time. Uh-huh. Um, but I say I'm not a man because like I, women's brains do generally work differently right yeah. not 100 mm-hmm. of the time mm-hmm. um so what advice would you give to women who want to date a man who might be like so consumed by today's um nature? twitter model or instagram model well they're so consumed by all the content that they're receiving and just being able to have so many women available to them because for me dating in la is not the same as dating in san antonio there's so many more beautiful attractive hard-working like hustling people here so everybody's like you can be attracted to somebody very easily in san antonio maybe you run across somebody that you're attracted to like once a month like on the street you know what yeah. I mean? here every day you see somebody you're like right. wow that right. person is beautiful right, right so i right. feel like it makes it more difficult for me as a woman because when i meet a man i automatically have less hope in the idea of it working out because i feel like he's so consumed by you know the worldly aspect the nature of la just in general and then anywhere else i mean there's still the social media there's access to everything everywhere yeah no i agree i i went to school i went to an hbcu so i went to school in virginia and i went to school in dc and then then i came back here for my doctorate and i'm going to tell you it's completely different like and they call mm-hmm. they say uh virginia's for lovers that's their slogan. Yeah. So everyone is in a relationship. My sister lives in Chicago. She said everyone's in a relationship in Chicago because of, um, they call it cuffing season. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's so cold out there. You need someone to cuddle with. Right. And so, like, it's different in the South. It's different on the East Coast. But, like, I feel like California and New York is so much, uh, like, stop and go. Right. And, you know, as we move around. We're so busy. Yeah. And I think it's just so convoluted. I think it's very hard to, to just meet someone, especially California. I always, yeah. I feel like this is a whimsical place. Yeah. This is like a fairy tale place. And it is, the I believe, the most attractive state. Mm-hmm. So this is where all the attractive people come right. and procreate. That's <laughs> yeah. what it feels like. Right. And it, like you said, in other parts of the world, it's not that same. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that because of the Hollywood feel and it being so whimsical and everyone being so surface and superficial I think it's harder to nail down like relationships that are of substance right but honestly I mean if we're looking at the positive aspect of that I guess it does make it easier to weed people out um, and I think that that's true for me I I get the same type of people so frequently when I meet somebody that's different I can I notice it quicker and they're more attractive to me because of it I'm like oh you're different you know like yeah. I meet a lot of people here but you're not like them you know so it makes it does I mean, granted, it's, like, few and far between, but it does make it low-key easier just to, like, weed people out and figure out. Yes, yeah, true. Um, 
and be able to spot a good person because there's so many other no, types agree. of people. I agree. I, I don't even attract phony people. Like yeah, I only right. attract like authentic, <laughs> um, different spiritual kind of people. I don't know. For some reason, it's like, although I'm from L.A., I always had friends who were from whose parents were from the South yeah. or Belize. That makes sense. Or something like that. Right. I never, you know, hung with like the average LA person. Maybe because right. my parents are from the Midwest. Yeah. So I have a little bit of that feel to me. I'm too down to earth. Yeah. So I attract like real, you know, people like you, down yeah. to earth people. Right. Thank you. And <laughs> and um, so I agree with you. It does. It is easier to like weed out people. Um, I also mm-hmm. believe that I'm one of a kind. So I, why would it not be someone else out there that's one of a kind? Right. You know, I yeah. have to have I that mean, in L.A. Thinking. even, you know, we're here. So there's somebody else that could yeah. be just as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I could feel it from you. I could feel it from him. You know, yeah. like it's just I could feel it. So I think you right. have to be very intuitive, too. In yeah, LA, for sure. The trust your instincts. No, for sure. Because that goes back into because when I first got here, you're just trying to figure out the city and how everything works. And you're like, oh, that looks like fun. Let me go do that. And you're like, OK, maybe I shouldn't be here. <laughs> you know, yeah. so as you figure out where you're supposed to be, and especially if you plan on living here for a long time, uh-huh. you're and depending on what you're here for. Uh, the intention behind the people that you hang out with uh, is specific. So if you have good intentions, you know, you're going to be around better people than if you had bad ones and you'll have better experiences if you're hanging around better people as well that's true it's very clickish here like also i'm i'm having my doctorate in psychology so i'm around like psychologists a lot right and we're all about <laughs> digging deep and going beneath the surface so it's easy for me to be into yeah. that like i can only have so much uh, a surface conversation for so long right like yeah. how two minutes and then right. let's get into something else you right. know yeah and so uh, you're right you you do kind of it's we call it psychic determination. Mm-hmm. So you 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 send this this kind of signal out, and then you attract people based on like what your similarities are mm-hmm. or what is unresolved within yourself that you yeah. need to right. work out. Yeah, because I feel like that's a big thing. Because if you're not true to who you really are, and you're out here trying to act like somebody that you're not, it's gonna be a hot mess. Yeah. I mean, maybe you'll end up in the room you want to be in, but that doesn't mean it's gonna work out for you. And if it does, genuinely, like on the inside, deep down, you're gonna feel like that's off. Yeah. You know, which is disappointing when you come all the way, you know, across the country to move here and <laughs> place yourself in a place. You know, you just have to be genuine to who you are. Yeah. And that goes with in whatever type of industry you're in, whatever type of room you're trying to be in. But also in dating, obviously. Yeah. You know, like I'm not going to people. The thing is, people do this. I'm not. So I I so in in high school, I was bullied and mm-hmm. I was never comfortable being who I was uh-huh. and then I was like screw it I don't care because y'all are either gonna like me or not regard like one way or another no matter how I act you, people are gonna like me and people aren't so I was like I'm gonna yeah. just be who I am which is part of the reason why I started the podcast too so I was like oh no people are gonna be in my business and I'm like well <laughs> you know either you're gonna listen to it and have a problem with it or you're not either way it goes it's your choice not really mine I'm just putting it out there um so when it comes to dating you have to if you're not genuinely true to who you are you're just gonna end up in in relationships, which this happens all the time. Like, I know plenty mm-hmm. of people who are in unhappy relationships. Uh, you're going to end up in a relationship that you shouldn't have been in. You know, obviously, that's going to be whatever type of cycle that uh, you're going to go through. That's probably okay. not going to be the best type of experience mm-hmm. um, just because you weren't genuine and true to who you are. And I try to, I I mean, it's not an easy thing to do because I know yeah. that for me, doing that in high school was basically pretty much never happened. But <laughs> I just wish that people could just understand that people are going to like you or not regardless that's true if you're true to who you are you're going to have better experiences for yourself because you're going to attract the type of people who are more similar to you and not people who you're trying to act like yeah you know and that goes into dating which is 
I feel like a, for me, when like mentally, the biggest struggles that I have when it comes to dealing with people mm-hmm. is when not not family even because, you know, you have a problem with family. You, you sometimes work it out and you fix it depending on the extent of that. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like a relationship, you're trusting in somebody who is you're, you decided to bring into your life. Mm-hmm. So when you do that and you allow certain things to happen and when it doesn't work out, it's so much more traumatizing and emotionally like destructive because you played a role in this situation happening because potentially because of the way that you went about it. Granted, it could be you thought it was all good and then they went and cheated on you, something like that. You know, like stuff happens. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But sometimes like you always, I I personally, let me say, always have like a, the intuition of this isn't something that I like, I know like, "Mm, this is not for me. But my brain's like, girl, please, you can do this. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Like I've been there, done that. So I'm not like, I've definitely had those experiences. Uh Um, so if I could say to like anybody who hasn't really gotten to dating in general, so the younger generation, who knows what age that is nowadays, but <laughs> or dating in L.A. Uh-huh. It's just like genuinely being true to who you are, listening to your intuition and attracting the people who are in your best interest, like at heart. And your intuition, I feel like, tells you that. Hmm. Yeah. Um, dating. I'm going to say this. Mm-hmm. Dating is really <sighs> connected to like your upbringing Mm. is really connected to like what you saw with your parents. Like just because I grew up with two parents in a household doesn't mean that it like it was, Oh, the, the perfect experience, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, my dad is, is off the hook period. (laughs) Yeah. And I, that's, that's me sugarcoating it. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't mean that it, I like, I I had to still see how my mom treated my dad or how my dad treated my mom. Um, for example, like I never saw my mom uh, talk back to my dad or my mom's really submissive. Um, so I'm not a fighter in relationships, you know, because I didn't see that with my, um, with my mom. So it just depends if you saw your mom be single your whole life, or if you had, you grew up with a dad who abandoned you, right. or if you grew up with a parent who didn't really meet your needs or shamed you for having them, or let's say you was a parentified child and you were more of a parent to your child that teaches you like you, you develop these internal, we call it internal objects. Mm-hmm. And then that is what you're going to attract right. because we call them lost traits. Uh. So whatever, traits weren't nourished or like yeah. I would say nurtured when you were growing up they become like lost traits and then you look for them in other people right. like that psychic yeah no girl like you're you look- talking you're speaking on it because yeah. okay so everything I mentioned before that's one thing but you make you bring a, like the best point ever because no, but let me finish though like okay. it gets better okay <laughs> so so you they you develop these lost traits and then you attract a person who has those lost traits yeah so like say you're shy because having a voice in your family was shamed. Mm-hmm. So you attract like this very um, extravagant, yes, outspoken guy. Right. That attracts you because yeah. he he has your lost traits. But then in the end, you end up resenting him. So we call it envy. You end up envying him because he has your lost traits. Right. So if you don't recover those lost traits before you get yeah. into a relationship, you attract it into the next mate. And then all of that stuff from your childhood that's not worked out, you end up projecting on it onto your mate and you right. end up expecting certain things from mate. like you might expect like for example um s- some people might say oh i'm spoiled some you know some people might mm-hmm. say that because um 
everything was done for me. Right. When I was growing up. Yeah. But I was treated like a little queen. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's not even that. It's just that it's just certain expectations that I have. Right. But, you know, but yeah. I might maybe unconsciously I, I tr- bring that out of people. Yeah. And then some people might have grown up where they were just thrown. They were just thrown scraps. And mm-hmm. so they like project people to throw them scraps in relationships right. and friendships. Yeah. So it's like it goes it all goes back to like what you experience in your childhood and what you don't work out. Whatever you don't work out and whatever's unresolved, yeah. that's what you're gonna be attracting right. in your mates. No, that's a great point because nobody knows to think about that, you know? Yeah. Like I didn't genuinely didn't really realize the role that my dad played in my dating yeah. until earlier like this year. And not because I wasn't like I didn't want to accept the fact that he would have had a role in it. Yeah. Um, but when I realized how he did and then when I saw him back in May, he was showing me pictures of him when he was like twenty. Yeah. Obviously I didn't know him at the time. He didn't even have me yet. I'm like, why do all the guys I date look like you when you were twenty? Like really? that's creepy. Yeah. And I was actually talking to somebody else recently. Me. She's thirty and married. She said her husband looks just like her dad. Yeah. I know someone who married someone who has the same name as their father. Yeah. And, but like, how do you how do you how do you work that out? Well, first of all, I'm glad we're talking about it so that yeah. people listening can know to be mindful of that, so they can at least start the thought process. You bring behind the it. unconscious. First of all, call me, okay? I right. also have a book called <laughs> The Mail Code that I wrote. You can get that on Amazon. Call me; I can help you. You have to bring the unconscious conscious. So I can yeah. I call myself a mental health surgeon. So I do like surgery on people. So I could help you bring that stuff, uh, uh, the unconscious stuff, to the conscious mind, and then I can help you resolve it so that you won't attract that stuff because you're right. kind of like a magnet to it mm-hmm. until you really like I used to attract guys like my father mm-hmm. until I realized I like cool nerds yeah I like cool nerds and what I mean by cool nerds was like Barack Obama's a cool nerd mm-hmm. not someone who is into their engineering or their history or whatever they do they're really into it it doesn't matter they like museums they like mm-hmm. reading they like documentaries whatever it is that they're into they're into their craft but they're still they're not a square at right. the same time yeah. you know they have some street smarts you know but it took me a long time to realize that yeah no I love that <laughs> and I I'm going to grow. We're going to have to have a whole conversation about that separately because I have some digging to do because I'm lucky for me. I am mindful of it now, but I know it. I don't know how to get away from that or like if I should get away. From, like I don't know what to do with Keep that information. Uh, first of all, something came to me when you were talking that this is going to blow up. This is going to just take off and just really, really, really become bigger and bigger and bigger to the point where you're going to be like, it's going to become way bigger than you. Oh, wow. Well, like your name that. isn't it now, that. but it's going to become bigger than right. you. Keep doing this and this is going to resolve and help and heal you because mm-hmm. okay. when I was trying to figure things out for myself, I started my male decoded blog mm-hmm. and that's where I was able to write the book yeah. and it, it, it really did heal a lot of things for right. me. Good. So keep okay. doing this. Okay. Is, this will I feel you. that. Yeah, definitely. Because uh-huh. I mean, like I said, the insight that you're giving me now is not insight I would have had if we weren't sitting here having this conversation. This oh. podcast is <laughs> making a difference for yeah. sure, even in my life and hopefully in yeah. people's lives that are listening. But we are actually um, running out of time. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to wrap it up. Thank you so much uh-huh. for joining me today. I really appreciated having you and talking and discovering new things I didn't know before. Okay. And then if you want to get in contact with me again, you can call me at 626-789-5441 and you can get my book, The Mail Code, on Amazon. All right. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Single AF 101 a dating podcast for everyone.